0: You're listening to the Union Church Podcast. For more information about Union, please visit unionboston.org. Last week we we, we preached, uh, Pastor Nikki and I, and we said we're doing this thing called 2020 uh, together. Can we bless God again for her ministry? So, beloved, where we begin the story matters. So, I need to begin this story, this sermon, with the simple statement God provides. In the beginning, when there was nothing but chaos, God provided purpose. When there was nothing but emptiness, God provided wholeness. When there was nothing but darkness, God provided light. When the people of God were enslaved in Egypt, God provided escape. When the people of God were thirsty in the dry and rocky wilderness, God provided water from a rock. When there was no food on earth, guess this, uh, beloved, God provided manna from heaven. God provided manna from heaven. At the end, you know, I, I could go on and just walk through the Bible, right, uh, with, with example after example that, that God, the Jehovah-Jireh, God provides. Uh, God has been our provider in the past. God is our provider today, but because we're short on time, let me just go ahead and cut to the end. I, I need you to hear me today when I say these two simple words, God provides. When there was no way, God provided a way out of no way and sent the way, the truth, and the life. When we were speechless, God provided Jesus, who is the very word of God. God provided the word of God. When we needed to be saved, beloved, God provided a savior, Jesus Christ, born in Bethlehem, raised in the city of Nazareth, and baptized in the River Jordan in a place called Galilee. Yes, the starting place means all the world, because we live in a world that through every mode and means and mechanisms try to demean, destroy and desecrate our identity. Folks wanna call us names and and call us out of our names and call us everything but a child of God. And God provides though even in the midst of what the world says about us, God provides us a different way to narrate the story in spite of the violence that the world writes upon our lives. And we encounter that story today in the baptism of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ where the story, it starts differently. You you will recall that that the baptism of the Lord, it, it happens right before Jesus begins his public ministry. So the baptism of the Lord is the initiation of what Jesus will do in and through the world. So the baptism of the Lord Jesus Christ starts the story differently because when Jesus was baptized, it speaks against the the negative things that the world speaks upon us. Because when Jesus was baptized, beloved, you've got to hear the words. It says, the heavens are opened, a dove descends, and a voice from heaven declares, this is my son, my beloved, and with him I am well pleased. my beloved, and with my son, my child. God declares that God is well-pleased. So when the world calls you everything but a child of God, we remember the words of our baptism because God calls us God's beloved children. You see, the words of God show us the way That our words ought to speak. God's amazing and abundant grace is the grounding, the starting point for everything that we do. The words of God give us a pathway for the way that our lives ought to speak. God, the beloved creator, known by many names, God the Father, God The mother, God who is spirit, speaks a blessing over us as children of God that that might carry us even when our biological mother and father might have not given us the type of affirmation, and the words of blessing upon our, right, even even when those who are surrounding us don't speak always well of us, the words of our baptism that initiate a new reality in the world actually offers to us a reminder, a grounding, a starting place, a firm foundation that we might remember that no matter what we go through, no matter what people say about us, no matter how they reject us and demean us and seek to destroy us, that you are beloved, so be loved. So be loved and claim that love be love. And, and with you, God is well pleased. Words, they create worlds of meaning. And in this story of the baptism of Jesus, it it, it because the Spirit of God. Uh, who is free, and we talked about a couple of weeks ago, we're created in the image of God, therefore making us free, falls upon us and anoints us and alights us and initiates a life in the spirit that reminds us that no matter what seeks to imprison us and and place us in chains, because we are free like the spirit, nothing can hold us down. And in fact, we are alighted and anointed and we each and every one of us are blessed. Bless the baptism of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ initiates and ignites that new reality, beloved of God. God is well pleased with you. God sees you and identifies you as God's own. In a world that sometimes seeks to make us invisible, God sees us. And loves us and desires the best for us yeah. that's that's why in this year of elevation in the starting point in our lives we find ourselves right on right on the runway right on the runway poised for flight That when we claim our our belovedness, uh, we might claim something for ourselves that then allows us to take that which God has implanted in us and to do the work that God is calling us to do. Right, We find ourselves poised right on that runway uh, because I I heard the prophet once say that they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk And not faint, we are right on the runway union, ready to take off, ready to soar, ready to to fly in such a way because we are free and whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Oh God, I, I, I need you to hear that it's appropriate, right? It's appropriate that the baptism of the Lord on this day, on this Sunday, it comes right at the beginning of the year. Right at the beginning of a new year because it is an opportunity for us. It's an opportunity for us, right? Sometimes we've already forgotten our New Year's resolutions, right? right? 11, 12 days in, we've already forgotten, but, but there's something about this, this day where we lean into our baptismal covenants where, where we might reclaim again those things, those vows, those resol- how we might commit ourselves to live for the facing of these days. We respond in our baptismal covenant out of a grace of God that sees us, that anoints us, that alights us, that blesses us and calls us doing, to do the work of blessing others. Our baptismal vows are, are made and they, they come out of this amazing and abundant grace Of God and calls us then to show up in the world in such a way not to earn God's favor, but because God's grace is freely given, we respond in such a way that we are so excited that we just can't keep it to ourselves. We can't earn God's grace because God's grace is given, unmerited, undeserved, a gracious gift. And we respond out of that gracious gift of God that anoints us and falls afresh on us in such a way that, that, that what we have we want to share with one another. God gives us free grace. And, and, and even when people try to put conditions upon it, we remind ourselves on this day that, that, that God gives us free grace and you are free to be you and I am free to be me. And out of our freedom we live in such a way in order to free others. Out of our blessing, out of the grace that we have and have experienced, we bring grace extended to others so that they might know that we are Christians by our love and how we live. Our baptismal vows our They are an invitation to claim how we might live in the world as Christians. In a moment, we will offer those words that we often hear and we listen to as a baptized candidate comes before the congregation. But this day, instead of listening, we reclaim them as our own, as we seek and strive to do the work in this moment to which we've been called the work of rejecting evil and injustice and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. In the world, in the White House, when evil and injustice and oppression shows up in our house, the United Methodist Church. We claim our commitment because God has claimed us through Christ Jesus to live in a way that transforms the world. Because oppression is the opposite of God's desire for the world. So even as the United Methodist Church struggles over what's on the surface been about, right, about uh, gay folks and queer folks and LGBTQ identity, uh, we must see that that, that even as I speak as a, a, a queer pastor, it's really not simply about queer identity. That's not fully what's at stake in this moment in the life of the church. Right. Because it's not just about attacking gay people, because we know that a church that can attack gay people is a church uh, or actually has been a church that has attacked (laughs) African-Americans. I remember the words of uh, the German pastor during the Holocaust. First, they came for the socialists, and I did not speak up because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. And then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me. And there was no one left to speak for me. Eight year old Corbin makes it plain in everyday language. First they came for the ugly and I did not speak up because I didn't think I was ugly. Then they came for the gay and I did not speak up because I wasn't gay and and, and then they came for me. And by that time, there was no one left to speak up. But in our baptism, we reclaim our call, our covenant to resist evil, injustice and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves because words matter and they create worlds of meaning. And we still have a chance to live otherwise, to claim otherwise, to create otherwise because yes, baptism, it is an initiation. It's an acclaiming of identity and a way of imagining a future rooted, grounded in our story. Our story as people of faith in our story as Methodists, three simple rules. Do no harm, do good, stay in love with God. Do no harm, do good, stay in love with God. So simple. It's still such a profound invitation, the invitation that we claim when we go to the waters, as we go now, and we remember the one who poured the Spirit upon God's Son. That's pouring God's Spirit upon us. So take me to the water. Take me to the water. Take us to the water. We've been baptized. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about Union Church, please visit unionboston.org.